0: Hi there. Thanks so much for joining me today. Today we're going to be talking about being transparent. And so let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you said you want to hang out with us. When we get together in your name, you want to be here. You said you are in the midst of us. So we acknowledge you. We thank you. We welcome you. Thank you for setting us free, for giving us revelation knowledge, and teaching us how to be faithful to you as you are to us. You're so good. Thank you. Praise you. Amen. So Jesus is going to set us free today. He's setting me free, even as I sit here. It's been exciting to prepare for this message and to get the revelation knowledge that I have. But I want to read to you um, Luke 12, 8. And I tell you, whoever declares openly, speaking out freely and confesses that he is my worshiper, and acknowledges me before men, the Son of Man also will declare and confess and acknowledge Him before the angels. But he who disowns and denies and rejects and refuses to acknowledge me before men will be disowned and denied and rejected and refused acknowledgment in the presence of the angels of God. And you know, I want to share with you today how um, God was showing me that I had denied Him. That in um, how I was living, I was really denying Him. And I want to start by giving you a little bit of my childhood background because I think it helps to understand and hopefully will help someone else be set free because the Word of God says we don't go any, through anything alone. That our, brother, our brothers are also going through things we go through. And Jesus went through everything we did to set us free. And he wants to set me free today. He wants to set you free today. And so I am here to tell you a little bit of my story. And I want to tell you that when I was growing up, in my family, the thing to do was to look good. We had to look good. We were even told, and before I even tell you anything, I want to tell you that I love my family and I love my mom. I love my dad and i know it's the enemy's ploy to work through your parents to get you to a place where you're in bondage and my parents probably were in bondage too we we do what we're taught and so anyway and um yeah so anyway my parents i love them but i remember one thing my mom always said when i was preparing for this message i was thinking about how I got to where I am. And my parents would always say, you're to be seen and not heard. And so the message was, sit there and be beautiful. I just fixed your hair. I put your hair back in the tightest ponytail ever. Don't get dirty. Don't do anything. Just sit there. And so you look beautiful when we go. And when we get there, you look beautiful just sitting there. And that was the way we were brought up. And really, my mom modeled that, that you know, we were to look good. You know, she also had a very awesome character. It wasn't just about, you know, on the outside. It was also on the inside. She's a very loving, kind person. I don't want you to get the wrong idea. But Satan used that against me. And so I always thought my value was not only my character, but how I looked. And he always told me I didn't look good enough, you know. And so I had low self-esteem. I didn't think I looked good enough. I remember in school covering my, I have a scar on my forehead. I covered my forehead because I got called Scarface and I had some naughty things about my lips. And so I was very self-conscious that I didn't look good enough. You know, the enemy knows how to use things against you. And so I had very low self-esteem all my life And, and God started showing me that, you know, it was the enemy just talking to me all the time And I was to not listen to him. And, you know, you don't know that until you know God, that the enemy is using all these things against you to try to control you. And, you know, when God called me to be a television evangelist, which I am not yet, but he's preparing me in that. And I can see why today is a very important thing to do that, to just be transparent with you and show you um, who I am. And in... And the things that we hide that God is doing in our lives, He are showing me, you're denying me. The things you're hiding, even from your audience, which I don't have a very big audience anyway, so, but, um, <clears throat> you know, it's denying me. You're not really telling who you are. And so, in my low self esteem, I want to tell you a little bit about my teeth. Growing up, I always had a lot of problems with my teeth. I always was having cavities and having my teeth pulled out, and I got to admit, I like sugar, and it was probably the thing that um, was causing it. And I did brush my teeth. I mean, my mom taught us to brush our teeth, so it's not that I had a dirty mouth or anything. And also, I've been told in my family that we have soft teeth. Anyway, I have all these excuses, of course, we all do. But the thing is, is that I was getting really sick and tired of having my teeth pulled out. And I'm kind of jumping ahead of myself. So I'm going to start to tell you that I started having root canals and then those teeth didn't last and they fell out. And then I had to have them pulled out. And the dentist was saying that I should just have them all pulled out. And uh, my mom did that. My dad did that. I have... um, couple family members that did that. And I said, no, I'm not getting my teeth pulled out. And I worked really hard at keeping them clean. And then um, the dentist that I went to once in the middle of the night to have a tooth pulled out, he started talking me into borrowing money to get my teeth fixed. And so I did. I borrowed a lot of money and I had two bridges put in. um, And eventually those bridges did fall out, which I'm going to tell you about. But um, then I had, I was all set. I felt excited. You know, things were working out and I felt like I could smile again because before then I was always, you know, covering my mouth because I was self-conscious of my teeth because the enemy was saying that, oh, look at now you look even worse yet. You don't have any teeth and so anyway, um, I did. I got sick and tired of getting my teeth pulled out. But again, that, I have to move that over. So I had a lot of spaces in my teeth, and I was calling out to God. You know, once he had me quit my job and started teaching me that he didn't want me to borrow money, I was calling out to him. And one day after church, he said, go to Pastor Jeff. <laughs> I was just like, what? Pastor Jeff? And suddenly I knew he was talking about my cousin who was a dentist, but I didn't know he was a pastor and I didn't know him very well. And I would never go to him because that was a part of my family that, you know, just, um, I just had this vision of them thinking they were better than we are, you know, because I had that low self-esteem and they looked so perfect all the time. And that was our family thing. Everybody always looks so good. They look perfect. And I never thought I did. I never thought I looked good enough, so I'm like, God, I can't go there. You know that, and then he said, you start thinking about what you think of them instead of what they think of you. I was so glad I went. I mean, my cousin Jeff was amazing. He got down on his knees, and he prayed, and I could see that he was called to be a pastor. He was such an awesome man of God, and he was so kind, and I didn't have to feel embarrassed, and... He fixed my teeth, he put veneers on, um, he, he made a, or purchased, actually, he paid for everything too. He, he made a partial that I snap in on the top and he was just amazing, so wonderful, so kind. And um, I was so excited and smiling, I had all these brand new white teeth, it seemed. And he was telling me the bridges that I paid so much money for really needed to come out because I had an infection going on under there. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not getting any more teeth pulled out. And I was so stubborn. And later I really found out, you know, that that was God's plan too. But then by time I started coming to my senses, he retired <laughs> to be a pastor. So it was too late. And in that, I had no idea what I was going to do. And so I said, God, I'm just going to believe you for new teeth. I am so sick and tired of this. I'm just going to believe you for new teeth. And so that's what I started to do. I started believing God for new teeth. And um, so anyway, I'm believing him and I have this infection going on and my jaw is getting puffed up and I'm not wanting to go to a dentist. I don't know who to go to. He's gone. You know, you get a, you fall in love with your dentist and then what do you do? <laughs> so anyway, I um, just said, OK, God, I believe you can get rid of this infection. And he did. And then all of a sudden that bridge fell out. It broke off. And I panicked for a second and I thought, I'm good. God's getting me new teeth. And, but, you know, then I started, you know, it seemed to take so long, so I started getting weary and well doing. And um, God started, you know, he he just started encouraging me And and I was like, well, maybe this is not something I should be believing you know, maybe it's not possible. And then I thought, well, that's silly, you know, for it not to be possible, but, you know, just trying to figure it out. And then God spoke to me and he said, what's your foundational scripture? And then he answered me before I got a chance to answer. He said, anything is possible for him who believes. So he encouraged me. So I was excited and I'm believing for new teeth, you know, and um, just believing and believing. And meanwhile, and gum on that side so nobody could tell I didn't have teeth because I was self-conscious of how I looked. And then um, believing God and believing God, and I'm like, oh, you know, it's taking so long. When are you going to do something? And then I had this vision. I saw Jesus smile at me really big and, and say that he was excited that I was believing him for something impossible. And I'm like, okay, So that encouraged me and encouraged me. And then all of a sudden, I started having pain on the other side, on that other bridge. And eventually, that bridge broke off and fell out. And so now I have no teeth on the bottom on both sides. And so, fortunately, I had actually two anchor kind of teeth on the right side where I could, like, take a little bit of that glue and stick it in there and and glue it on. (laughs) And then the back tooth in the bottom started getting infected, and you think well, you still didn't go to the dentist? And I said, no, I didn't. Actually, one of my veneers fell off in the front, and I went to the dentist and had him glue that back on, and I did that, but I was not willing to have more teeth pulled out, and actually, I did go to the dentist and see what they could do, and everything cost so much, and... Um, you know, it didn't look like it was very strong or it was going to last or you know, I'm just like, God, you know, I'm just going to keep believing you. I'm just going to keep believing you. You gave me that vision. You know, you gave me the scriptures to stand on. I'm just going to keep believing. And, you know, I wavered back and forth. And then God showed me just a little while ago that I was actually offended at him because I'm like, God, you see what I'm going through. I got to keep gluing these in. They keep falling out. And, you know, when are you going to do something? And I heard him say um, a couple things, and faith without action is dead. And I know that. Faith without action is get dead, and he kept saying, no gum, no glue. So I had to act like I had teeth, even though I didn't have teeth. How does one act like they have teeth when they have no teeth? You don't care what anybody thinks. You just walk around toothless, and, you, you know, you're thinking, Oh, well, they're thinking, I don't care about my teeth, and I don't go to the dentist. and when I have an infection, I still don't do anything, but God healed me. <laughs> and those um, some of those teeth on the top part of um, in my mouth just fell off. and God just took care of me. He did. So anyway, um, then, I, I went without gum and glue for a while, but it was just so much pressure of carrying what people thought. And, you know, I realized that I thought that God healed me of my low self-esteem, but it, it just kept, you know, anytime you listen to the enemy, he can throw things back on you. And so anyway, um, as of late, then he started showing me that I was, like I started to tell you, that I was really... Um, angry at him because he hadn't done anything. It's been so long and I'm making these videos and I'm doing this for him and I'm doing all he's calling me to do. And I'm thinking, I I can't understand why I hadn't really come to terms with it until lately. But he was showing me, I was thinking subconsciously that I was sort of angry that he hadn't done anything. And so, of course, he can't do anything when you're offended. And so he showed me that and... So I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be offended at you. It's right. That's right. It's me. It's my faith. You know, the woman with the issue of blood, her faith made her well. And he's been really showing me lately how it has really nothing to do with him. And if you listen to yesterday's video, he was telling Cain, he was saying, why are you so sad and downcast? You know, if you do well, if you do what what the kingdom of God requires, then everything's going to go well with you. And if you don't, then sin is going to sit at your door. And, you know, so the enemy was using my low self-esteem to hide that I was believing God for new teeth. Can you imagine that? Why would I hide that? Jesus showed me in that vision that he was so excited that I was believing him for new teeth. And he said also at the time that he had a plan. Now, he knew all this about me that I didn't know. He knew it. He knew what I was doing. And so anyway, um, I kept gluing my teeth in, I kept chewing gum, and um, so I didn't have that faith action. Faith without action is dead. If you really believe, then you're going to do it. Then he started showing me I was offended at him because he hadn't done anything, but really, I'm the one who didn't do it. I didn't have the faith action to not have gum or to have glue. I actually made um, a video a year ago without gum and glue, and I didn't use it. And, um, so anyway, then he started showing me, um, in a, yesterday and today that I really need to come forward and tell you that I'm believing God for new teeth and I'm not using my gum or my glue. I don't know how much you can see from here, but I took some before pictures. And so God is saying, now you have faith action and you're not denying me. You're not being ashamed that you're believing me for new teeth. How crazy is that? And I had I had that um, revelation before, but I don't know. He just brought me to a place where I'm not ashamed anymore. I'm excited. I'm believing God to grow me in new teeth that are going to last. I'm not going to have to get them pulled out. I'm to take good care of them. I'm going to brush them. Oh, and I forgot to tell you, I also had a vision um a couple of months ago with me smiling really big with all these brand new sparkly white teeth. I'm getting another chance. God, is so good. I'm so excited to serve him. I'm so excited to be set free today. You know, it feels funny talking to you without gum or glue. And as I said, I don't know how much you can see. But this is a big step for me. And I feel empowered to do it, though. I mean, it's not as big a deal as it was last time. And I told you I didn't. Use video. I threw it away because I wasn't ready to do this, and so now I'm having faith action. I'm not being a Pharisee, I'm not being a hypocrite. I'm not saying one thing and doing another thing. I'm believing God for new teeth. You might think that's crazy and wild, but I've had so much experience with God doing things that are impossible that I just believe Him, and He's brought me this far, and He's having me do this today because He's setting me up for a miracle. Reminds me of the time that I broke my leg and he told me to go to the gym. And it seemed really crazy because my leg was broken, my tibia bone, and I could like feel it wobble. And I've told this story before. But it seemed crazy. And when I left there, I wasn't offended that nothing happened because I went I, I went on a machine and it was really hard to do and it was painful. And I felt self-conscious because I limped in and I limped out. The gym is different now, but at that time, it was all these perfect people walking in and out. And now people go there for therapy. Older people go there. Fat people go there. Skinny people go there. All kinds of people go there. But when I was going there, it just seemed, and I sure wasn't perfect anyway. and I didn't feel like I fit in. So this made me feel worse. So it was something very uncomfortable. He asked me to do like he's asking me to do today. Although today I feel anointed to do this. I'm excited. I don't care what you think. I care what God thinks of me. And I'm certainly not going to disown him. But anyway, or deny him and then him deny me. So I walked out of the gym that day and I realized I had a thought. It was probably him, you know, giving me that thought that, hey, I'm not offended because I know if God asked me to do this, he's going to do something. And so I'm sitting here today having that same revelation right now. If God is asking me to do this, Right here and right now, today, I know he's going to do something. So I'm excited. I'm excited for my new teeth. And I will certainly show you the before and after pictures. I don't have any gum in and any glue in today. And I'll say the side is the side that I would glue my teeth in. I got a little piece of a tooth left. And no, it's not rotten. And no, there's no infection because he keeps healing me of that. He takes care of me. He's so awesome. I'm so in love with him. And don't even have to go to a dentist. I mean, I would have never guessed that. And I'm glad because I really don't like going to the dentist, the only dentist I really liked, loved is Pastor Jeff, my cousin. He was amazing. And um, I'll probably have to share this video with him. But anyway, um, so and then on this side, I would always chew gum to make it look like maybe I had two teeth. And sometimes when I did a video, I'd see a little space and then I got over that and now I'm over me. This is not about me. This is about believing God to do the impossible, and I'm excited to be his daughter, and I'm excited to prove to you that his will is good and perfect, and I'm going to believe this impossible thing, and I hope that I'm going to inspire you to do the same thing, because I believe the church is called to show who God is, to believe the impossible, to prove that his will is good and perfect. The will of God tells us that. You know, um, in Revelation, it says if we're not overcomers, I mean, I thought about quitting and going to the dentist, but, you know, my son is believing for a great miracle. And I thought, if I quit, then how is he going to be encouraged to continue to believe? He was born of spina bifida, and um, he's he's believing for um, his legs to straighten out and a few other things that I I think that he's going to probably share with you and be transparent about, I think so. And um, so anyway, um, the book of life, it says, if you're an overcomer, your name won't be blotted out. And I felt like God was showing me that our story goes in that book. You know, there's stories in this book. I feel like he's saying, your story's gonna go in that book if you're an overcomer. So I don't really feel like, even besides my son, um, I, I, I don't wanna displease God. I don't want to quit and give up because of what people think. You know, we do that. We run and do something to cover something up because we care what somebody thinks. And I'm not going to care what anybody thinks anymore except God. We're going to be standing before him, not our neighbor, not somebody who, you know, Satan is saying, oh, wow, they're laughing at you because they don't have any teeth. You know, I mean, he does that. He magnifies things. And so, you know. I'm getting teeth, I care about my teeth, I care about my smile. It's not like I'm not doing anything, but I'm doing something great. I believe God is telling me that, that I'm doing something great and my name is not gonna be blotted out of the Lamb's Book of Life. I mean, think about it. See your story is getting written in there and all of a sudden you quit and you give up? Then what? What happens when you quit and give up? What pleases God? It's impossible to please God without faith. And so I'm gonna have faith. I'm going to believe him. I trust him. I know that he's leading me and guiding me. And so anyway, I'm excited to share this story with you today. God is so good. He's done so many things for me. And I could just quick try to name a few. He's taken care of three kidney stones. Um, he, I, I had surgery for a um, tumor on my ovary. He did that. Um, I never had to go to the doctor for it, but um, I'll tell you about that sometime. It's quite the story. And um, let's see, what else did he do? I have been healed of a shattered kneecap, um, my broken leg. I had ulcerative colitis. I had um, a very painful toe that he took away. I mean, he didn't take my toe away with pain. He took away without... um, Anything, I didn't have to take anything. Oh, right now I just can't think of anything else, but I know he did more than that and all the things that he did for my son and um, my self-esteem, of course, and he helped me to lose a lot of weight. I used to use food for my God. I mean, there's so many things that God did in my life so many things. He taught me how to love his way. He taught me how to forgive. He taught me how to get along with people. (laughs) He is so good. He's so in love with you. And if you never asked him to come live on the inside of you, I just want to encourage you to do that today. I just want to encourage you to ask him to come live on the inside of you. He was here and he said to the disciples, it's better that I go and that God will send the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit to come and live on the inside of you. And he would be there for everything that you need. And he is, he's always there. Um, The Amplified Bible says he'd be your counselor, your standby, he'll tell you things to come. He'll remind you of things he said. Um, He's your helper, your intercessor. God is so good. He has so much good. He has so much good for us. He has so much planned for us. He had everything figured out before we were even here. He knew all these things I was going to believe him for, before it ever even happened, before I started believing him. And, you know, he knew the whole Dennis thing. He knew how that was all going to go. He's so good. I'm so excited to serve him and believe him. And I am proud to be his daughter. And I just want to know if you want to be his son or daughter too today, because if you do, then I want to say a prayer with you. And you should know that he got on the cross for you. He shed his blood for you to make you right with a father, because we just couldn't get it. I mean, I couldn't even get this. And, you know, another thing I want to say is that you don't even know, like, I didn't know I was offended at him. I didn't know I was denying him. You don't know that stuff until he tells you. And that's why you want him to come and live on the inside of you and be everything he can be for you. He's so good. He's so exciting. And he bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He took stripes for your healing. And so if you want to ask him to come and live on the inside of you, In Revelation, it tells us that he's already knocking at the door of our hearts, waiting for us to invite him in. And so if you want to invite him in today, I want to pray with you. Dear Lord Jesus, we just invite you to come and live on the inside of us. And we thank you, Lord, that when you come, that we can feel you. We can feel your presence. You said, Lord, that when we obey you, that you would manifest yourself to us. And you said when we obey you, that your joy would be in us. And so I thank you for the people listening, Lord, the the person that's never made you their God, the, the persons, that you would just show yourself to them right now, that you would just let them feel your presence, that you would be tangible to them right now. And we ask you, Lord, to just come and live on the inside of us. Teach us, guide us, grow us up, show us our fault, show us who we are and and show us that, um, Lord, that we can just be relaxed in being who we are. And we were fearfully and wonderfully made, and we don't have to be ashamed of anything. Help us to have understanding, to know that we do have a real enemy, and he is the one out to kill stones, joy, and you came, that we may have life and have it to the full. And that happens as we believe you. So. Lord, help us to believe you. Help us to be faithful to you as you are to us. We love you so much. We praise you. I just want to thank you for setting me free today and helping me to to be able to tell the people who I really am. Love you. Praise you. Amen. I am so excited that I just let my guard down today and told you who I am. And um, I hope that I've inspired you. I hope that you, you know, this, This can help you to see where the enemy has you in bondage and help you to know that God has no respecter of persons where all his kids, Romans 2, 12, and 13, tells us that, that all we have to do is to be like Abel and to do well, meaning, and I'm referring to yesterday's video again, we're talking about Cain and Abel and how God said to Cain, I don't know why you're so depressed and downcast, You made your choice, pretty much is what he was saying. If you do well, if you live in God's kingdom and do things his way, like today, me having faith action, no gum, no glue, and just believing him, then um, he can do something. Otherwise, his hands are tied. He couldn't help me with my teeth when I was offended at him or if I didn't have faith action because that's how his kingdom operates. But now he can because I am going to post this video. I'm not going to throw it away like I did last time. And so this is really me right here. Thank you so much for listening today. If you asked you to come live on the inside of you, I'd love it so much if you let me know. If I inspired you today, I'd love it if you'd let me know. I have contact information at the end of my video. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you.